We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Larry D. Flores on the down for you here on this Thursday night. Appreciate you joining us here on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckwear.com text line 877881 1053 coming up here in a matter of moments. Tim Cato of The Athletic going to be joining us via the Diamond Factory Hotline to talk all things Mavericks basketball coming up here in 16 minutes. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often that you do it, that you still forget to do or it surprises you? Because I had an epiphany today because of this particular thought. Uh, We'll get into that in 16 minutes here. On 105 through the fan at Kevin Gray Sports at Reg Atatula on Twitter. Right now, though, we go to the Diamond Factory Hotline where we welcome in the Athletics, Tim Cato, covering all things for the Dallas Mavericks. Tim, before we get into anything, Mavericks, I pose that question to you. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often that you do it, that you still forget to do or it surprises you when you actually have to do that? You know, uh, tonight, I forgot that I, as a Dallas Mavericks beat writer, have to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. See what the hell, what the heck is happening in this game right now today? <laughs> and so it's now on my TV. It's muted. Um, so far, the Thunder are, are up four. If they lose one of the next two, and the Mavericks went out, I am covering play-in tournament mm. basketball, which is a word, a phrase. A sentence that um, honestly was not in my dictionary two years ago. It did not exist. But I didn't think it was going to be in my dictionary today. You know? I did not think this year would be the year that I'd be like, well, am I going to play? Am I going to cover play in tournament basketball? And yet here we are. Okay. So as someone who has covered this team as closely and as intimately as you do, from an overall perspective, if you could describe this season in one word – what would Weird. that word be? Weird. <laughs> That's a great word. That is a great word. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's weird. It's absurd. It's uh, odd. It's um, unexpected. Uh, you, you guys want me to go grab my thesaurus? <laughs> oh, okay. So let's drill down on this. Okay. Wow, Chris Dunn just making a three pointer for the Utah Jazz. I do love that Chris Dunn is back. Map. I'm not gonna lie that that did make me smile when I saw that they picked him up. Um, but let's drill down on your on the your word of the year for these Dallas Mavericks of weird. Uh, what are the what? Let's let's go with top two because I don't want to you know make you have too much here. But what are the top two things that you go? Yeah, that made this season really weird. Um. I mean, I think the big thing is just how the season has gone. And I, I, no, nobody expected this season to play out exactly as it did. But, you know, that's kind of boring. You know, oh, the Mavericks are not winning basketball games at the rate that we thought they were. Okay, whatever. A lot of teams do that. You know what's been weird about this season? It's been weird. The weirdness has been how it's played out. Um, 
there have been losses that never should have been losses. There have been wins that never should have been wins. The, the Knicks game where Lucas scored 60, that never should have been a win. So I, I've seen Mavs fans complaining about the, the, the results that slipped away. They have got some wins they should not have. The, the Maxi Kleva game winner against the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, boy, is, yeah. There is almost no scenario where that is ever a win for how the Mavericks played in that game. Thankfully, Anthony won. Davis decided to give them free throws for no reason. Right, exactly. And so there has been just so much weirdness. There has been weirdness just, just scattered throughout. Um, you know, it's weird that Mark Cuban, out of nowhere, unscheduled, unprompted, thankfully I was at that game early. He started talking 45 minutes before, you know, the first media scheduled availability, the, the, the pregame uh, head coach press conference. But Mark Cuban just is just like, oh, well, I'm going to talk today. And I just, you know, fortunately happy to be there early and uh, got to argue with Mark Cuban, which is always a highlight of my, uh, of any day of mine. <laughs> hold on, hold and, on, hold on. You said you ahead. argue with Mark Because obviously a lot of people on the outside view this as, okay, you ask a question and then you hear what he says. When you phrase it as argue, why do you say it like that? Why were you arguing with Mark Cuban? I mean, I think, I think Mark is, is uh, I, I don't think he would refute this at all. I, I think he enjoys when media members kind of go back and forth with him. Uh, I am not, there was a reporter that night that he said, that's BS. Um, that's BS if you believe that. And we were talking about some Jalen Brunson thing. I was not that reporter. But, you know, I, I, think, I think Mark is someone who is very open to be challenged. And I think that he appreciates it almost. Um, he appreciates if you engage with him on a level that is not respectful media member, yes, sir, no, sir. Um, you know, he wants you to go back and forth with him. And so if he is saying stuff that I don't like, doesn't track with me, then I'll be like, Mark, why are you saying this? Like, this doesn't align with this thing. It doesn't align with that thing. Um, uh, you know, last night, you know, rendezvous with, uh, with Mark was not as argumentative as, as some instances I've had with him, but uh, I enjoy doing it. You know, like genuinely it is, it is something that, uh, you know, I think journalists should, you know, challenge people like Mark Cuban, who are owners of teams, you know, when, when we feel it's appropriate, when we feel it's, you know, the right thing, you know, when, when we disagree with something that he's saying that feels like it's coming from a specific perspective that is, you know, beneficial to the team, but might not be the truth. And so I, I always try to do that when it's appropriate, you know, and, you know, certainly I've, I've talked to him over the years and, uh, you know, had disagreements, and sometimes he uh, he's on the winning side. I mean, he's a, he's a reality TV, reality TV guy. You know, like he he hosts a reality TV show. He's he's good at this. But uh, I also have I've learned to enjoy it over the years. Tim Cato, the Athletic, joining us here on the Get Right, covering the Dallas Mavericks here on 105.3 The Fan. Tim, several quotes coming from both Jason Kidd and Cuban, starting with Cuban, and two in particular that I found completely and fairly troubling. Number one, the idea that the take foul has revolutionized the game so much that he missed the boat on how to build a basketball team. And number two, the idea, and don't worry, I put it like this because that's how I thought of it, the fact that Rick Brunson apparently punked Mark Cuban out of signing his son back to this basketball team. Um, What did you just make overall of what Cuban had to say among a variety of things that he talked about last night? Yeah, I heard the take foul thing, and I actually followed up with him, and I was like, why, why do you think the 
to take foul is the reason for, you know, the team sport defense. And I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll be blunt. I'm, I'm always blunt with you guys. I'm always honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the follow-up answer that he gave to why the take foul is the reason the Mavs can't play defense this year was no less convincing than the very idea of just bringing up the take foul. Uh, that's not the reason. They're bad at defense. They're a bad defensive team. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that uh, that are probably far too long to get into. And so I'll go to the other one. I'll, I'll go to the, the Jalen Brunson thing. I have said this before. I think that Mark is probably right that Jalen Brunson last summer was not – interested in re-signing with the Mavericks, but it's a chicken and egg thing. And I, I, again, I've said this before. Did, did Jalen Brunson feel like the Mavs? So the Mavs basically tried to trade Jalen Brunson or were open to trading him for two straight trade deadlines. They did not extend him because they wanted the flexibility to be able to trade him. Um, I, whether, you know, Mark says that, you know, they didn't have a chance to offer a number that, you know, that was never communicated. If they did have a number, um, or if he just knew that the number that they w- that he was going to bring to the Mavericks was going to be too much that they were going to spend, then yeah, why why would you even bother? And so it, it's chicken and egg. Uh, did did Jalen Brunson give the Mavericks a quote unquote fair chance to negotiate with what the Knicks were offering him? Probably not. Was if if he had come to the Mavericks and said, "Here's the money that I'm looking for, and that the Knicks are going to offer me." Would you guys match it? You would you guys exceed it at this point? Because quite frankly, you've tried to trade and get your trade trade deadlines. Uh, were they going to do that? No, I really do not believe that they were. And so, you know, what Mark says about the Jalen Brunson situation is true in a technical sense, but why Jalen Brunson did it and and why he didn't even bother, you know, negotiating or coming back to them, I, you know, I I think it was everything that the Mavericks had done to that point that caused him to be in that situation where he's just like, well, I don't even need to bother. We're talking to Tim Cato of The Athletic right here on 105 Through the Fan. And Tim, I you remember you have the reserve, or you reserve the right to plead the fifth um, and use it at your will here. Um, but between Jason Kidd's answers and you know to the media and this Mark Cuban thing, even as he is supposedly trying to take responsibility, do the Mavs have an accountability issue? Mm-hmm. I mean, I never threw the fifth. Okay. You know? I just wanted to make sure that you had the opportunity if you need to. I'm not going to say nothing bad about you. <laughs> Every time I am uh, in the court of law, uh, the many, many, many times that I am in front of the judge, <laughs> uh, it just, it just, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a me thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I respect I it. it. You know, yeah, I, I, I love the other amendments, but uh, the fifth one, it ain't for me. I think I think that uh, I have said this. I have said that Jason Kidd does not take accountability. I don't really know what that means. Does it matter? It, it does matter. It does matter a little bit. It matters to the fandom and the way it's perceived. It, it doesn't matter to the locker room. What Jason Kidd goes up and says on the pre and post game press conferences and all the times that he talks to the media, he hasn't lost the locker room. Um, you know, I, I know that people have, have speculated about that. Because it, it feels like there should be a reason that the Mavs have collapsed. There should be something behind the scenes. I really don't believe that there's anything significant behind the scenes that it's caused this season uh, to, to be what it was, to, to, call the, to, to cause the results to be as negative as they've been. Um, but, but I do think it matters, and I do agree that Jason Kidd does not 
um, you know, does not talk about the ways that, that he has, you know, failed to win margins for this team, uh, which is, I, I think, the, maybe the most accurate way to kind of say if, if there's coaching flaws he's had this season, that's, that's the way I describe it. It's the margins. He's not winning margins. And uh, for Mark Cuban, I mean, he did take accountability in his, his media session uh, before the game on Wednesday. He said he, said he took fault. accountability, but then you, he gave you the uh, Jalen Brunson thing, did he not? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think consistently throughout, Mark, you know, what Mark says, there's usually somebody at fault. He might also be at fault, but, but often, very often, there is a person or a thing or a take style that is also at fault. Um, that is something I think I've consistently seen throughout many, many, many conversations and, and quotes that I've, you know, transcribed and read and, and published from Mark Cuban. Tim, before we let you go, obviously Jason Kidd had a lot to say last night as well. What was your immediate response when he dropped the expletive about, you know, asking him whether or not he's going to be back or wanting to run it back as Mavericks head coach and the vibe in the room as he gave his response afterwards? Um, it was a pretty funny line. I'll give him that. I, I thought it was defensive. Actually, I take that back. I, I don't know if it was defensive. I, I think it was be, like belligerent was the word I used. I, I published it uh, in the athletic my story, uh, you know, this morning, Thursday morning. And I think, so he's very online. He is someone who understands what is being said about him. And I think he feels, and especially because he knows he's going to be back next year. Um, he feels that my, my impression is that he feels some of the criticism is unfair or, at least he's acknowledging the criticism, and he's like, y'all are going to criticize me, but I'm the, the team's bringing me back. Why are y'all criticizing me? I don't care. I don't care that y'all are criticizing me because, like, the team is, you know, I know that my, my uh, you know, job with the Dallas Mavericks as a coach is secure. So that's, that's more or less how I took it. And, you know, he is, he is uh, referenced things that have been said about him, that has been said about the team so many times this season. And to me, it was kind of very self-referential of things that have been said about him. And he's like, you know, you can, you can criticize me all you want, but I'm going to be back next season. And I'll, I'll, I'll conclude with this. I, I, I don't think that inherently is, is you know, a, a terrible thing. You know, I, 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 I'll say this. I think in the same situation, I might react the same way. Um, whether a head coach should be doing that, you know, you can make your own conclusions, but I think it was a very human response, but um, yeah, it, it was definitely him understanding what has been said about him and reacting as such. Cato, we catching uh, we catching some playoff basketball once the Mavs are out of this thing. This team, this entire season, has done exactly the opposite of what I expected them to do. That said, the Thunder are plus seven, and they're gonna, you know. They win this game and they go play the Memphis, you know, Memphis team that's going to rest everybody. Doesn't look that likely. I, I still have a, a deep down suspicion the Mavericks are going to sneak in somehow. Hey, do you <laughs> notice that? It's not best for them. Even if even if keeping the pick is like the best path forward, they're going to somehow sneak in. Hey, do you just notice that how he did not agree to go? Of course, yes. That's fine. He said he's going to be busy. He said he's going to be busy working. Okay, though. I see how it is. What I do? I feel like I'm getting called out. Yeah, I said, are we going to watch some games once the Mavs are out of this thing? Maybe not, like, at oh, the very front. Oh, oh, 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I you were asking, are, are we going to watch some more Mavs games? Oh, okay. So, let's watch some games. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought that was another Mavs question. Where do you want to go? Uh, do you want to say this over air so that everybody – do we want everybody popping up with us? Uh, sure. Okay, sure. fantastic. I love my fans. Wow. Fans, you hear that? I love the star turn for yeah. Tim Cato. Star turn yeah. for Tim Cato. He knows who uh, he is. A fan, even. You know, like, I, I, I look at a fan, and I'm like, you're a fan. But you, <laughs> you can find him <laughs> on Twitter at Tim underscore Cato. My man living that yeah, Miami life. You're going to get some fans one day. Yeah, I look. One like, of these days, you're gonna have you're gonna have some fans as well. I but, doubt uh, it, but I appreciate the yeah, appreciate yeah, try, the try, try to get like me. Hey, we are trying to get like you because you're spending your time in Miami these days. That's right, Read, <laughs> reading and showing feet by right, a pool. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Tim, appreciate the time, my man. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. See y'all soon. Talk soon. There he goes, Tim Cato, the athletic. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right. Coming up next. Trentred.com takes like 877-811053. What's the one thing that you have to do, no matter how often you do it, you still forget to do it or it surprises you? Next on The Get Right. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.